Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. This activity report from the Sheriff's Office in Lincoln County, Maine, once again provides proof positive people will steal anything, anytime, and anywhere. During the period from March 24th through the 31st, that agency responded to some 2,578 calls for service, including a request on the 24th of the month to look into a theft from a construction site in the Nobleboro, Maine area. There was one item taken, a large blue plastic box with a door, box partially full of liquid that no one really likes to think about. Yes, someone stole a porta potty. Retail value $600. The investigation continues, but as you might expect, police say they have nothing to go on. <laughs> right off the bat on a Monday, huh? <laughs> Let's get it started right. <laughs> I'm kind of uh, shocked that those things are uh, that cheap. You think they would be more expensive? I than think they $600? would be. I, did you not think so? Well, when you buy in bulk, you probably get a discount. Well, that's I'm probably true. That's probably true. <laughs> well, Cliff, did you have a good day yesterday on Easter? Uh, pretty fair. Didn't do a whole lot. Uh, had the grill going in the backyard for a little while, even though it was, you know, raining. <laughs> but that didn't slow me. Didn't slow you down, no. Nope, not at all. Well, I'm kind of fired up about it. The whole fired Easter thing, it. yes. Because, really? if I'm not mistaken, yes. yesterday the Easter bunny saw his shadow. And that means six more weeks of Cadbury cream eggs for me. At least at my house it does. Is that not what that means? Did you stock up beforehand? You're not a kidding, I did. Well, there you go. He always sees his shadow at my house on Easter, trust me. Yep. Chunk onivorous. That's what I have become. I used to be carnivorous. <laughs> yeah. But now it's chocolate, chocolate, chocolate all the time, Cliff. I can't keep <laughs> the stuff out of my mouth. I can't. You, you know, of course... The first step to realizing you have a problem is to admit that you have a problem. I'm not sure that it's a real problem, though. I mean, Chalconivorous isn't a bad way to go, Cliff, if you're going to go. <laughs> well, that's true. I just, um, I can't keep my mouth off of it. Every time I go around the house, I'm munching on something chocolate, and I'm getting low. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yes. So I guess we'll find out how much of a problem you actually have if and when you run out. Oh, don't say that. You're <laughs> when you start having withdrawals, that's when we'll know what the problem is. You're making me me handshakes right now, Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> You've got the chocolate DT. I do. <laughs> you know, Cliff, nobody ever remembers their graduation. What happened that night and all that stuff. But come yeah. August, they're going to remember that forever. Everybody no, there right. is going to remember that. You're absolutely right. I mean, it's going to be the <laughs> coronavirus graduation ceremony or something like that. And and they should, you know how those kids always want to paint the tops of those mortarboard hats? Yes. And the school officials frown on that. Um, they, they should just let them go all out. <laughs> they should. Yeah. There are no rules this year. <laughs> oh, <what>. No. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Okay, there's a few rules. <laughs> how about the graduation speeches? Nobody yeah. proofreads them. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. ooh. See, I don't think school... <laughs> no, see, they're, they're way too... Not a, yeah. 
It's yeah. not going to happen. <laughs> well, could they gonna... hand out chocolate to each one of the graduates when they well, graduate? You know, that be... <laughs> That's a... Maybe they would invite you to give a piece of your chocolate from your stash to every graduate as they go by. Man, it's probably not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> we the inner struggle of someone who's creative is something that's difficult to explain. To be an artist means you have to create something that's never existed before, then overcome the fear of humiliation to show it to the public. Because, as Stephen Pressfield wrote in his book The War of Art, the real innovator is scared to death. But each artist has to have their own medium. For some, it's an instrument. For others, the keyboard and words. And for others, still paint, light and photography, or perhaps sculpture. Artist Mary Winchenbach, who lives in the cold reaches of rural Maine, has found her medium. And it's got the nod of approval from the Morning Roadshow Department of Just in Time for Breakfast. Winchenbach routinely walks the acreage surrounding her rural Maine home to collect what will become art worked with her loving weathered hands in a studio she calls Turdy Works. Yes, she creates art, sculpture in fact, from moose turds. The woman readily exclaims she's probably the only artist who ever looked at a moose poop and thought, yeah, I could make some art out of that. <laughs> Cliff? Yeah? You're like a rooster in the morning. <laughs> Why is that? Whenever you scream out. <laughs> Justin, time for breakfast! Uh, yes, yes, you're like a rooster. It's like, whoa! Listen up. Something bad. This way comes. Do you think a lot of our listeners are bored as I am? Not, not right now. Hopefully. Right now? No, hope, no, not now. I mean, sitting at home. Probably, yeah. I think so. Are you bored after uh, 10 o'clock? I know the excitement is, you know, so exciting before then. It's all, yeah, the excitement from 6 to 10 is nearly overwhelming. Yes, it is. <laughs> that but came out wrong. I would say um, after 10, I'm, uh, it's like I've, I finished the work that I need to do, and I'm like, well, what am I going to do now? So, so in a sense, yeah, I am. <laughs> I'll tell you how bad it's got for me, Cliff. With no sports on, no yeah. baseball to watch, no baseball to participate in, no fields to get ready, none of that good yeah. stuff. I yeah. was so bored yesterday. Yeah. I literally tried to do something. I have no, no way I should even be close to trying this. When And what would that be? I tried to make a meatloaf from scratch. <laughs> you tried to make a meatloaf? Yes. <laughs> Where'd you get the recipe for that at? Well, I know a lady that's a pretty good cook. Okay. And so she told me that it was really easy. There's nothing, you can't mess this up. Well, I mean, you just kind of make a ball of hamburger and smash it down into a loaf is that not how that goes kind I mean, there's of other, there's, there are other things you put in there seasonings and whatnot but basically it's a smash down ball of hamburger that, that's basically it but yeah. man and how did that work out for you when that thing came out of the stove yeah and i was a little bit scared of it when i first saw it <laughs> So I put it back in for 30 more minutes, you know, okay. just to make sure that everything just in there was sure. dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was it moving? Well, <laughs> just to be sure. Everything just to be, was I wanted to make sure everything was dead. <laughs> You're supposed to do that, you know, before you put it in the oven. I understand that, but <laughs> okay. I'm not very good in the kitchen. It looked like when I finally put it out and put it yeah. on the uh, top of the stove. Yeah. It looked like. It came from an episode of the Twilight Zone. I mean, it was like, ooh, ooh, what is this? It was so bad, Cliff. 
Yeah. That I tried some of it. And, yeah. And I just couldn't do it. Okay. I went back to peanut butter and jelly. Uh, yeah, well, that's your old standby. The um, My garbage disposal yeah. wouldn't even swallow this stuff. So that's how bad it's like, <laughs> nope. <sighs> bad. Wow. Well, let's face it. It's yeah. the sad truth. What's that? Going to the store these days for all of us feels a lot like a provisional run from an episode of The Walking Dead. <laughs> Is that not true? No, no, that's absolutely true. It's a little you bit know, dangerous. I've, I've tried to avoid going, but there was, you know, one day last week that I just had to go. And, um, yeah, you're absolutely right. Feels dangerous, I, doesn't it, Cliff? It, it felt, I, I'm, I'll be honest, um, there were a lot of people in the store who were wearing what were clearly homemade masks. And I'm like, why did you pick a cloth baby diaper to make a mask out of? That's really, yeah, that doesn't hold anything anyway. So, <laughs> No, it's like, it's like a sieve. <laughs> yeah, and that's not going to do any good. No, and we all go around about trying to avoid as many people as possible. Yeah. And I'm thinking, how can we minimize these trips to the danger zone, thereby <laughs> yeah. combating this awful virus? And I think I've got it, Cliff. Okay. I want to introduce to you and our wonderful 11 listeners this morning yeah. the brand new Bud Light six-foot packs. <laughs> I want you to think of this now. 72 crisp beers, all in a one package that's six foot long, so you and a friend can socially distance each other. Oh, yeah, so you can drink off of one end, and they can drink off of the other end. Exactly. And you know there's a six-foot barrier there between you <laughs> with the package. Now, I think yeah. of this, Cliff, as less yeah. trips plus more beer equals a much better America. I don't know if that's true or not, but no, I feel that right. way. And, and, and while we are, you know, looking at it with a bit of humor, there are people who, this environment that we have just described, there are people who work there every day. Yes. So we should thank them and be nice to them when you have to go out and uh, run the gauntlet of baby diaper masks, as it were. <laughs> That's exactly right, Cliff. Now, is the Bud Light yeah. six-pack, six-foot pack a thing? No. Yeah. No, it's, oh, it's not. not. No, it should be. Yes, without a doubt. I thought it was a real thing. It should be. You, I just made that up. It. I was like, because they've got Maidlow set up as a drive through I happened to drive down Broadway the other day in my car with the windows rolled up as I had to go get the mail from the photo studio. And I was like, Maidlow's was set as a, as a drive through but I cannot order the six-foot pack Bud Light. No, you it. can't, but I'm telling you, Cliff, <sighs> Bud Light needs yeah. to make this happen. Yes, they do. And happen tomorrow. I'm blaming the NBA for my meatloaf fiasco you yesterday. You're blaming NBA? Yes. What does the NBA have to do with it? Well, they had their um, airing of NBA stars playing horse yesterday. <laughs> it was... Did you did you watch that? It was as boring as CRA. <laughs> well, I think you know where we're going here. It was really bad. And that's okay. what made me wander into the kitchen <laughs> and try to make the meatloaf. Okay. I just couldn't take it any longer, and I thought, what's the worst thing that could happen here in the kitchen? <laughs> well, you caused a toxic reaction with ground beef. I did. <laughs> <laughs> We, as you might expect, teachers who are trying to conduct online classes for elementary students having to come up with new ways to keep 
those students' attention. And this fourth grade teacher in Chattanooga may have found a unique way. Ben Wall told his students online that everyone who turned in all their homework for last week would get to contribute an ingredient. And providing he had the stuff in the house, he'd make a smoothie, which he'd then proceed to drink on live video. They did, and then they did, and then he drank a concoction made of things that when put together made the morning roadshow department of just in time for breakfast stand up and applaud. His smoothie consisted of bananas and strawberries, along with creamed corn, black beans, mayonnaise, popcorn, Brussels sprouts, imitation butter, and a can of tuna, all blended into one drink and then down the hatch. And then he had to do it over again because the video of the first time messed up. <laughs> the experience described by the teacher as chunky, but not very tasty. Tuna. That was my downfall there, Cliff. Yeah, I'm going to go with you. Yes, on that, too. Mm. <laughs> never asked fourth graders. <laughs> don't ever, never ask fourth graders. Anything. Just don't ask them anything. <laughs> Five minutes ago, bad words were spoken in the break room here at Country 98.1. <laughs> bad words. I mean, a bunch of them were spoken. You know, <laughs> that's, that's kind of a, like a, a scale on how difficult some project is going to be is how many curse words will be required. <laughs> yes. This wasn't a hard project. I was just trying okay. to get a drink, Cliff, out of the refrigerator. I'm going to set what this happened? up. Well, I'm going to set this up for our wonderful listeners that don't know anything about the break room. I know you know all of this, Cliff, but okay. basically we have a countertop back there with a mini fridge setting on top of it. Yes. Directly below that refrigerator on the side of the counter on the floor is a wastebasket. Yep. Early this morning, I noticed that someone had brought in a takeout dinner of some kind in a styrofoam box, sealed in a plastic bag, and that box and bag had a small hole in it. <laughs> Never thought nothing of that. Okay. Just had a little hole in it like somebody poked their thumb through the styrofoam. No problem. Five minutes ago, I go back to the refrigerator yeah. to open it up and get out... A refreshing diet Mountain Dew. <laughs> yeah. And as I opened it up, the refrigerator door, I looked down and yeah. flying out of the hole in the box was a mouse who literally <laughs> jetted up the side of the countertop and ran either underneath the refrigerator or is now locked and sealed in our refrigerator because <laughs> no. I slammed the door and oh, I didn't no. look. Oh, no, yes. there could be a mouse. In there the could be a mouse in our refrigerator, <laughs> and at this point in time, I don't care. Yeah, but your, your, diet, your diet Mountain Dew is in there, so I don't, at some point, I, well, you will care. At 10 o'clock, <laughs> I'll go to a place and give me another one. I am not <laughs> opening that refrigerator door. Sitting here thinking how unproud my mom would be right now at this moment, Cliff, for my language a few minutes ago. Oh, oh, oh because of room. your language in the break room. Yes, it was really bad. <laughs> I'm because, proud of that. <laughs> <laughs> because you went back to fill your drink from the mini fridge. And a mouse jumped out of some food packaging in the trash can nearby and somehow managed to climb the side of the counter up. And then as you were panicking and probably cursing and screaming like a little girl, <laughs> it may have gotten in the refrigerator. It could be in there right now. And you won't open the door to see. Nope. I'm not going to. That so thing ran within you... two inches of my hand. <laughs> did you 
hang a post-it note on the outside of the refrigerator door, you know, that said, warning, there could be a mouse in here. Yeah. yeah. You see Paul Vuitton's coming in, and I know he always gets in there. <laughs> yeah. And he's I mean, going to he be my... His, he brings his lunch and puts it in there. He's going to be my mouse dummy. <laughs> Whenever he opens it up, I'll hear either nothing or profound curse words. I was going to say, Paul, Paul Vuitton... If you think you curse, Paul Vuitton is on a scale like astronomically above your ability to issue curse words. You know, I want to be back there so bad when he does this because yeah, I do too. it'd be like a game they used to have at the fair. Remember that? They had the which mouse one? on the little spinning wheel. Oh, and he they... would run, which one hole he would fall, jump into? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, this could be beautiful. Oh, my. Sad. Yeah. But very beautiful at the same time. <laughs> I like this program, except yeah. for the beautiful part. <laughs> There's no beauty here. And I saw this over the weekend, Cliff. Okay. And it wasn't a mouse. It was, <laughs> it was a gentleman turning 100. And they always do it when somebody turns 100, 104, 105. Yeah. First question out of everyone's mouth, mm -hmm. what's the secret to you living so long? Right. And this man, who was a World War II veteran, said, two mm -hmm. cherries in his Manhattan every day. That's what <laughs> made him live to 100. And I like that. Yeah. I like that because that's the only reason I like listening to these folks who have made it to 100 or more is because of a bad habit they talk about they have. <laughs> it is kind of funny. <laughs> you know, you'll hear, like, they'll interview an old woman. What's your secret to long? Stay away from men and booze. <laughs> yes. Two shots of booze, some of them say. Yeah. I've heard them say four cigarettes and no more a day. <laughs> I eat Twinkies every day, something like that. Yeah. That's what I want to hear. Because yep. if they said, you know, when I was in my 40s, I started exercising and I yeah. cut out all sweets yeah. And I've gotten plenty of rest ever since my 40s, and that's my secret to living to 104. Okay. And I would be sitting there going, well, you just got lucky. That's <laughs> all. You just got lucky. <laughs> you'd, you'd, be like, you'd be like, that's what you got to do to live to 104? I'm going to die a young man. <laughs> <laughs> I take a lot of comfort in the bad <laughs> habits they talk about, Cliff, because it makes me feel like I've got a shot here. If they've got all these bad habits... Maybe mine won't catch up with me before I'm 100 or so. Oh, probably not. <laughs> yeah, probably. I would, I would do the social distancing a lot like Matt Hawking in Mount Carmel does. <laughs> well, I can think of several ways that Matt Hawking would do social distancing, and that is just to be, frankly, one of them. So irritating, no one wants to be around him. <laughs> yes. I, I'm telling Matt to treat other people... Like he does books. And how's that? Stay six foot away from them at oh. all times. <laughs> Don't pick one up. It's time now for Take It to the Bank. Well, Cliff. Okay. Yes? Here's the mistake from last week. Uh-oh. We played the okay. game Leave the Middle Out. Yes. And one of the names we used, and our contestant got it right, was mm -hmm. Ulysses Grant. Yeah, I our remember Our contestant that. knew that the middle initial was S. Okay. Unfortunately... Ulysses was Mr. Grant's middle name. His first okay. name is actually Hiram. Okay. So his actual name is Hiram 
Ulysses Grant. Well, where does the S come from? It was mistakenly added when he joined the military, and they used his mother's maiden name, which was Simpson, and just put an S in there, and he went, now nah, that's close enough. <laughs> it was the military, after all. It was the military. <laughs> even even back then. Even back then. and That's, that's close enough. That's Yes. And all of that you can take to the bank. So, see, Cliff? We, yeah. We had a mess up on one of our contests. Yes. But I wouldn't have counted that against anybody because everybody knows him as... No. It, yeah. Ulysses S. Grant. Everybody be safe, make good choices, and watch your language. Cliff, was there anything <laughs> said today? Phrases of the day start with number three. Social distance like Matt Hawking. Be so irritating, no one wants to be around you. <laughs> number two. My garbage disposal wouldn't even swallow. And the number one morning roadshow phrase for today. You're like a rooster in the morning when you scream out, Just in time for breakfast! If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.